from everymickle.com where each week we talk about stocks, finance, money, investing, really anything in the business world that we find interesting. I'm your host, Randy Rowe. On Twitter, I'm at RT Rowe. And as you can hear, there's no deny this week. Now, there's no deny this week because I actually wasn't even sure if we we're going to be able to get you an episode this week. So... I had actually planned to just allow last week's episode, the one with the top striker, Shan. Listen, if you have not listened to that episode yet, go and listen to that episode. That's somebody talking quite plainly about the kind of gains that they've made in a down market. Big up Shan again for that. Top striker, Shan. If you haven't heard it, go and listen to it. If you have heard it, however, you might enjoy this episode if you haven't heard any of it before. And why I say if you haven't heard any of this episode before is because this episode is something that quite a few of you participated in. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Dana and I had a Zoom call that we held and we sent out invites for anybody who was interested to just sign up, come in on the Zoom call and you could be a part of that episode. Thank you to everybody who participated. The episode went really, really well. Um, and just to thank the people for it, uh, I said I'd stick around after the episode was done in the Zoom call and just answer some questions that people had. So what you're about to hear is a good segment of that Q&A session. Now, it starts out in the middle of a question, but you, once you listen, it'll be pretty clear to you. You know, you, you'll get it from context. Um, big up to the people who stuck around for it. It was pretty late and you'll hear that. You'll hear the tiredness in my voice. You'll hear me mention the fact that it's after two or you know a little after three or minutes to three in the morning but i am impressed by the fact that so many people still stuck around and asked questions and other people are stuck around and listen for the for, for the answers to those questions and maybe what they could hear i really hope that it helped those people and i hope that listening to it might help you if you are interested now i mentioned the tiredness and the time because in addition to hearing it in my voice um you'll also notice that I mean, I don't know if anybody else gets like this, but sometimes when I'm tired, I get testy, I get a little cagey. Um, and in this situation where I'm always ultra careful, especially when I'm doing anything with the public, you know, um, you hear the carefulness comes com coming out in um, a couple of my answers. Um, especially, I think, one with a gentleman, I'm trying to remember his name. His name was Jordan. Um, Jordan, Jordan, if you're hearing this, send me an email. I feel like I never, I never gave you the justice that you deserved because you, you are pretty brave to come and ask a question and I really should have um have have tried to to allow you to get it out. I'm listening to it and I didn't really like it. I mean I answered the question but I can understand you being a little nervous. Sometimes I forget that when I do things like this, the people who participate are a lot more nervous than than I might realize. Um so Jordan if you're hearing this link me email is randy at evermickle.com just send me an email I think I'll send you either a huge growth discount or a ticket to grow um but yeah we had this episode and i just thought it was something that you guys should really hear the carefulness as i say comes out um and the policing including the policing of the call and the self-policing and you'll realize why it's me trying not to have anybody ask me any overt investment advice or investment questions and i definitely don't want to cross that line and give it to them right um but it was such a good lesson for me to be in that situation because the lesson there is that when sometimes when you over police people you lose any benefits that you might get um and that might be a good message to the government <laughs> not that i think the government is doing a bad job but 
I couldn't help but drop that one since we're all under curfew. Um, having said that, however, I really hope that you, 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 you listen and enjoy this episode. There is a section in it that, I mean, you can hear the joy, not just from me, but from, from everybody else who was on the call. And I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's really, really good. Um, and yeah, I think I've said enough. I don't want to say too many more things. I will say one last thing, however. Um, a couple of episodes we have mentioned that there is an every maker stock calendar, and a lot of people have DM me asking, Where's the stock calendar? Where's the stock cal- calendar? Which is, you know, funny because every episode that we mention it in, just like this episode, we also say, Check the show notes for the link to the stock calendar, you know? Um, but as you know, people hear it, the message same time, nobody goes and checks the link. And so I have to turn around and go and dig it up and give them. Or a lot of times I, I'm not in a place or a time where I can do that. Anyway, all of this rambling is to say that to try and help that, if you're hearing this, if you care about the Every Mickle Stock calendar, if you want to ensure that you get some of the, the, the information that is on the calendar, and what's on the calendar is the dates that results are going to come out, the dates for AGMs, um, anything around the stock world. That's interesting. I, I, Simon is having... Uh, stocks on the rocks that's at guru guru in training underscore on twitter he's having stocks on the rocks and you know i put events like that into the calendar try to put like when i have my grow events to the calendar so people can know ahead of time there's lots of stuff if it's useful for you if you think it's something that you could benefit from feel free to go and get it now i always tell people that the links are in the show notes and the links to the calendar this calendar should be in the show notes but Obviously, as I said, a lot of people listen and they still ask me or they say it's not working. So here are the two important things about it. One, I have put a link to this stock calendar and it's a Google calendar. So if you use Google calendar on your phone or if you have Google calendar on your phone or your computer, you will be able to look in your calendar, see your regular stuff that you have scheduled, but you'll also see the stock stuff and it'll be colored, color coded and everything. So you'll know what they are. Um, so the first point is I have made the calendar as freely available as I can by putting a link to it on my website. So that link, and I'm going to read it out here since not everybody checks the show notes. That link is www.everymickle, that's E-V-E-R-Y-M-I-C-K-L-E, everymickle.com slash T-E-S-T, as in test, cal, C-A-L as in Cal. So that's everymickle.com slash testcal. And the testcal is all one word. Obviously, it's for test cal- calendar. I almost said test calculator. So it's everymickle.com slash testcal. Go there from a computer. Go there from a laptop. Go there from maybe your iPad. Not that you can't go there from your mobile phone, but Google doesn't allow you to add a new calendar from your mobile you have to go there from a computer. You'll see it and then you'll get the option. You click it and you'll see links there to click to add that calendar to your Google Calendar. Go there from a computer. That's the way it works. After that, it will work from your phone. But the very first time you're adding a calendar, you have to go to it from your computer. Can't stress it enough. Uh, that Which was the second thing. The second point is that you need to go there from a computer. No, I have definitely spoken enough. You guys have heard more than enough and I do not want another long episode. This one is nice and short, but hopefully nice and useful. Um, 
I've given it enough preamble, so I'll just let you go straight into it. You'll hear me start in the middle of a conversation, in the middle of a, a, a question, um, but with context clues, it's pretty clear what's happening, and then after that, it just rolls. You'll, you'll just understand everything that's happening there. If you don't, feel free to send a message, some feedback to us, and I hope you enjoy it. All right? So this is earning season again. This is Randy Rowe again, and I want you guys to listen to this episode. Enjoy, leave the feedback, and yeah, see you in a bit. And I don't, and I don't mean, I don't mean because I'm not a financial advisor, and I'm not. That's not why. It's because I can help you feel more. If I, if I give you the confidence, then it's really my confidence I'm lending you, right? And if things switch, it's not that okay. This was off or I need to adapt to the situation is Randy say. I can't yeah. do the Randy say. So I can't tell you why you should have confidence in Mailpack, but I can tell you that you should probably have a method of investing that is comprehensive and a strategy that allows you to constantly stop and assess where you were or where you are and where you want to go. You bought Mailpack. Why did you buy it in the first place? Because of the growth Prospects. What did you because want of, from it? I I was looking at it more of a well, my long term would have been you know five years at least. So in five I'm years, at, yeah. I what did you want from it in five term. years? What did you want from it in five years? Um, exponential growth, at least three hundred plus, plus percent. So you wanted three hundred percent from Mailback. In the very least, which I, I want actually more, but in the very least, 300 plus, plus percent. Sorry, you wanted 300 plus percent from Mailpack in the very least, <clears throat> and your time is five years. Yeah. And you're not alone. I know a whole heap of people who have that very same sort of goal in mind and timeline in mind. Actually, the five-year timeline is very, very popular. What I'm doing right now is I'm looking just that's from IPO first. Yeah, you bought it from I, I, IPO, yes. I bought from IPO. I bought more at one ninety. I bought some more just now at one thirty-five. All right, um, that's cool. No man, I'm not knocking. I just wanted to. I wanted to get a good little idea of where you were. No, you wanted three hundred percent at least. Mailpack has given you the opportunity to get hundred and sixty percent or two hundred and sixty percent. I went as high as two point six. Yes. All right, so the second point I'm going to raise now, you said that they're not competing. You said that you're kind of wavering in it because of the competition that's happening now and a lot of people coming up. You quoted um, Quick Cart, the launch from, the, from um, my girl here from <coughs> the delivery service. She's doing something nice. I rate that. That's cool, right? Yeah. <clears throat> two points here, two major points. One is this. Did you expect them to not have any competition? No, no, definitely not. I, I expected more competition. I think my major problem is that their response to the competition or their response to the situation has not, haven't taken advantage of the situation is what I'm getting at. All right, so I, I'm going to come to that one. There's so much in, there's so much in that, but I'm going to give you another one. You, you, I, it touches the original point of yours. Five years, um, 300% growth. Why are you asking me about the stock? four months later 
because I think what 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 they I think what they do know I think what are, not just them a lot of companies but specifically them what they do know compared to what certain players in the market are doing now can really affect or affect how the general public view um, them versus the competition for years to come. So if if somebody's first impression in getting a delivery service from any supermarket is quick cart and they love it for just using quick cart as an example and they love it because that was the first one that popped up as an option to them and quick cart might be that option that they use for the next year two three four five years versus a mail pack who they've been with price smart for how long now and you're going price smart there's no signage from mail pack for example there's no there's hardly any marketing no sponsored ads no anything on social media says that Yet, it just feels as if yet you, know, you are here talking about them and i know exactly what you're talking about them and i haven't used mail pack in maybe 15 years so and yeah. i know about it and i see people in the chat asking about the price marketing i know about the price marketing too, and i haven't gone to price marketing a long long time either yeah. so so i'm saying all of that to say i'm gonna use one more example i try i always try to bring it to simpler things so anybody can get that and get it you have a child a 10-month-old child, a six-month-old child, and then vomit on themselves. That means that you're not going to make them pick which high school they need to go when they're 10? Or when they're five? You're not going to make them go to school? Or... No, obviously not, no. So if you have a five-year timeline for mail pack, why are you letting it go in month three or four? Why are you fretting? And you're fretting on a stock that is what? Currently up what percent, Chris? 60% from IPO in less than a year? Yeah. So you're fretting that they're doing well? Fretting is not the word. It's, it's meeting my expectation. What are your expectations? Your expect, you told me expectations is 300% in, in, in year five. By this, by this measure, they're way ahead of your projection. They could pause for a year and still and do this again and still be on track to meet your expectation. So I think the real problem isn't that there's anything wrong with mail pack. I think the real problem is that there's something wrong with your expectation. And you know, the truth is also, I don't think there's anything wrong with the expectation. Personally, I don't think 300% on mail pack is, is, is a, a bad deal. In five years, I think in five years, it might be even higher. It might be much higher. It might be five. But you would be uncomfortable if it stays at $2 up until year four, right? And then you jump out and you'd miss the jump to $5 in year five, right? Because again, it's not mail pack that the issue is with, is with them. You quoted a lot of good points for mail pack. You quoted competition. But if you think about it, the competition has always been there. It's been there for years, right? You knew about yeah. competition for a long time. Mail pack was very popular and it fell in popularity and then it kind of held that kind of strain that is strong. You said, I don't have a response to what Quick Cart is doing. But my G, they just created a group and listed themselves on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. They did that a couple of months ago. Yeah. So that is their response. They just got themselves a crap load of money. And now they're starting to gear up. And you're telling me that we have we have everybody on this call knowing about Mailpack, but you just pointed out that there's no signage in these stores. There's no ads. There's no billboards. That's not to me like the man them not really wasting their money on ineffective marketing. 
you see how you start you start you have to change how you look at a company now yeah now i'm not saying that mail pack itself is bad right i'm not saying that it's great either i've seen things from them that i think might be um might be a bit optimistic but i've also seen them being very clear you said that they're not they're not um rising to the challenge of what sometimes when you lead the pack you know you can't make everybody else give you a, give you give you trouble right to this day ncd cap market does not have a twitter account guess who the biggest broker in jamaica is also in terms of money yeah you see me? It's not the giant can't always make everybody turn them away, and and Mailpack in their space has to act like a giant, because anybody and them cousin can start a, a shipping company. In fact, most of our cousins probably have started shipping companies. That's just how it is. Everybody have a shipping company. Freight forwarder. Use my Florida address. So, if imagine if they're going to respond to every single person who is doing that, they can't do it. They have never said that they're the cheapest, but they do try to do what they do the best is bringing it back to brokerages. I, I, you've heard us say on this podcast the very same thing all the time. I talk about Mayberry as a broker. Mayberry is not the cheapest broker, but people love them. Yo, when you talk to some people, Virgins who use JMMB, them and them will never switch from that because the service is so great. Even when the service is terrible, meaning the actual service is terrible, but the customer care might be good. Or maybe them find, them just like every time you walk in, there's a bunch of hot girls in the office and them feel them can't get through, so they might try something. Or, or maybe for an older person, they're like, oh, when them go to the office, people give them the attention that they don't get anywhere else. The point is everybody has their thing that works for them. And Mailpack, I think, has shown, and this is my view here externally i haven't spoken to anybody at company in a good little while so they've shown that one they believe in tech because they've been doing things that everybody else follow afterwards they believe in longevity they're taking their time you are the one who who are selling me on them believing in managing their their um spend heavily meaning they're managing their um their ad spend because you say you don't see all these things in price mat, you don't see any billboards, but you know about the service though. You just think it's not going far or fast enough. And I might agree with you if I'm a mail pack shareholder. Let me see if I'm a mail pack shareholder today. As a fellow shareholder, I agree with you that they're not moving fast enough for each of us, for, for, for our timelines, but we can't fault the man them. The man them moving properly and you're, you're up 60%. So I think that you need to know what is that you want and when you want it and truly believe in it. Because if you truly believe in the 200% in five years, you'd be happy that you're at 60% in, 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 in four months, four or five months, something like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to be honest, I was modest about the 300%, but yeah. Okay, you wanted to, all of a sudden, everybody want to reach bridging. <laughs> No, 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 but no, no, I get this. Yeah, I'm not going to fault your ambition, my lord. I'm not telling nobody to burn and try and, and live poor. It's, it's cool. It's cool to want all the money as quickly as possible. But on the mail pack point, I'm not going to knock your smaller points, though. Yes, they do have competition. Yes, um, stiff competition. Everybody know about rocket ship also. Um, but the giant is a giant. And I'll tell you this, a point that I like to say to my friends and I say it for myself, too. 
believing in an industry versus believing in a giant, right? Banking is great, but NCB is still a giant. And NCB didn't have to be a monopoly in order to still be NCB. In fact, some would say that it's better for them to not be a monopoly from their standpoint of view because of what does allow them to grow into, right? When they can't hold some shares anymore and they need them have a bigger play to go, maybe we can lend a competitor some money and make them buy some shares from us and then we are now free to get something else. And we couldn't do that if we never had a good competitor or we never had so many competitors that it's actually good for us to speak to some versus others, right? Yeah. So I just want you to think in, in those terms. Um, competition itself is not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, oftentimes competition is gratifying and it's good because it means that there is definitely an industry there. All right? If you decide to you go on this, think about this. You decide tomorrow, say, yo, man, wear the red pants, you know. You wear the red pants. <laughs> and everywhere you look, people look at them laughing. But every time you turn around, not, they look like them stop laugh. And you go work. And the same thing happened. And you come home and nobody ever wears red pants to that place or any color pants to that place again. You kind of figure out, say, okay, this is weird, right? But if you wear red pants and tomorrow somebody wear blue and they thought somebody wear red and somebody has come with a different shade of red and red, red, then you know it worked, right? Because yeah. you want to spur the market. Same, I use taxes as the example. If taxes never make money, there wouldn't be so many taxes on the road, you know? The fact that there's so many taxes on the road is proof that taxes make money and is why is verification that the biggest taxier, the person who owns the most taxes, is making the most money, assuming that they're running the business well. In the same way, if Mailpack was still just them alone out there, no competition, then maybe you'd say, yo, maybe this freight forward thing don't really make no sense because look, once you hear somebody do it, nobody not come and join them. But the fact that we have quick cart coming on, people are excited. The fact that rocket ship is here and rocket ship is eating the food of um, ship me who was eating the food of mail pack, who was getting them food eaten also by a whole heap of other people. That is an industry. That, that, sh that is proof of actual value. People need the service. So you know that there is actual industry there. So don't make the competition knock you. The competition is verification of it being a good thing. Competition means that, and it's in a new industry where people have to order online and pay online and all of that. It's in a completely new industry. And in that industry, mail pack are acting like local giants. So shift your perspective, especially as somebody who actually has a five-year outlook. And if you truly have a five-year outlook, you can't let go the thing in month three, my lord. You move shaky. No, definitely I wasn't considering listening. I was just, I was, I was, I was contemplating and still contemplating making an even, even bigger play in it or something else. So that's, that is kind of where I was kind of going with that. So you want me to boost your confidence in that to see if it's worth the other thing. I'd tell you to tell me the other thing, but I talked to you for more than long enough. So anybody else want to jump in? Thank you. Let me bring back up this chat window. Anybody else? Hello? Who is this? Hello? Matthew. Yes, Matthew. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, quick question. Do you think that... The 20 stocks that JSC wanted to list this year will be affected by, or how it will be affected by this COVID scenario. I mean, we've already seen proven suspense. What do you think the outlook will be for the rest of these companies? Um, hi, Matthew. Matthew, you, you try to skip past the introduce yourself part. There's a oh, tax that we all have to pay. 
Ah, oh, fine. All right, then I'm Matthew Huey. I'm currently living in Japan as a assistant language teacher. I've been investing for what three years now. My first stock was with Cinco. Yeah, I don't know what else I should say. You know, you know, you doing pickles on Twitter? Yes, I, yes, I do. I'm so sorry. <laughs> pickle, pickle. Tell him, tell him what's a hail next time you see him and stay safe. Um. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know. <coughs> Sorry. Um, you see, that's why you shouldn't diss people in Japan. God, God. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what will happen with the 20 stocks because I don't know what the 20 stocks are. People list for different reasons. For some people, if you have a list, you just have a list. If we have some people actually, some people have contracts signed long ago, you know, that include in it that you will have to list by X date. Okay. Lots of these things have times in them, but I don't know literally don't know but that's like crying over milk that hasn't even spilled yet you don't even buy it and reach home to the fridge um i like to just look at what's in front of me and and i take that to say that's also let me see if i can send a whole heap of people to bed that's also what i think about jps all right so if you yeah. are thinking if you should be saving up your money because jps is coming and jps is coming um i can't tell you what to do with your money speak to a licensed financial advisor. But I'm not going to be putting down my money for JPS because think of all the people who put down their money for Trans Jamaica. And that's not to say that those people are bad. But yeah. eat the food that's in front of you. The JSC have 80-odd stocks in terms no of companies. Right? They have a whole heap of things to invest on every single, in every single day. And some of them are at great prices and there are plays in others that are actually at great prices, but we won't know that they're at great prices yet. Um, yeah, so I'm not worried about that in terms of realistically, though. Who knows? It might slow some down. It might speed some up. You figure the fire at um, Fesco might have stopped the Fesco listing. No, because clearly we see them bounce back right about now. Yeah, but them always bounce. Everybody bounces back. These days, the yeah. bank will lend you money if you cough. <laughs> Got it. Got well, it. maybe not cough, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I so I can't say for the 20. It depends. And each company's viewed on their Different. own individual um thing yeah somebody else was asking something so i hope i answered your question matthew you did thank you all right no problem yeah hello evening this is jordan south i'm looking at the thing now jordan south jonathan south jonathan south sorry sorry jonathan i'm tired yeah man no problem so in terms of introduction i'm a content creator uh, I've been investing for probably a year. Maji, what's a, sorry, sorry, what's a content creator? Uh, video, production, photography. Yeah, basically that. But okay. easy to just, yeah. You do, you do, um, what name? Like motion graphics? No, that's, no. I don't oh, just that, the actual right. videography and actual photography? Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So, my question was regarding how to rebalance the portfolio in terms of, let's hmm. say I bought, I had to bought a stock before everything fell. Jonathan, two okay. things. One, I can't go jail for nobody. Jail, though. I don't know how Carter no, is doing no, no. it, but no. I can't. No, let me help you out. I doubt that you know more about this specific law than I do. Mm -hmm. and, you, and neither of us know more than the FSC or any of those people. That's going to give me a headache, right? 
So trust mm-hmm. me, don't ask me the heavy question that I know you want to ask me. The second thing, which seems contrary to the first, is this goes a lot easier if you just tell your numbers straightforward and talk about stocks straightforwardly. Instead of trying to find like a stock that kind of matches the situation, but I don't say it so people don't hear. I mean, just talk about specific stocks. Rebalancing portfolios also. You want me to skip your question? Sorry, because it's kind of late. I'm going to skip your question because I get it all the time. What was your goal when you put together the portfolio? You didn't really have one, right? Most people don't. It's just so you I want to get into stocks. I want to put some money down. You know, I want to get down to this train, right? I was just wondering if there was, really, I just wanted to know if there was a specific thing, sort of a calculation to say, let's say that you're 30% down on this I understand you know, Jordan. Jo- sorry, I keep calling you Jordan. So I understand you know, Jonathan. I'm actually, mm-hmm. I, I'm skipping ahead for the question because I'm answering the question that you're actually asking, right? I know, all right, sorry. Tell me if I have it right. Your question mm-hmm. here is, I am heavily into three stocks and I'm light into maybe four, right? And my overall portfolio is down double digits, 35% down. And the things that I'm heaviest in are actually the things that are down heavier. Is there a way, is there a calculation? Is there something I can run on my portfolio and my stocks in order to see how best to rebalance to get the maximum gains or to get back to zero? Does that make sense? Partially. What's the part that I'm missing? I'm trying to basically say... All right, tell me. I'll shut up and listen. Sorry. I want to know when do you know... Or in, for you personally, when do you, would you complete the seller stock or you would go and carry... So let's say I bought NCB, 100,000 NCB at $1.90. I mean, dollars and then it fell down to 152 as it is. And you bought probably $100,000 worth this. Would you sell or would you try to average down? That's the question I'm asking. And we get back to my original answer, which is the same answer. So it's gold. It's gold-based. Boom. Always. All right. Of that, course, there are other it. things that I look on. There are, there's, okay. I mean, yeah, it's gold-based. If you right, want to hear more about it, come, come to grow when I have it. Look out yeah, man, all right, thank you. What is cool? Anybody else? Hello, hey, Randy. What's up? Andrew here. Who? Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Uh, question. Um, Tell the people about here. you, and Andrew. Oh, well, all right. So I'm here. New to this. Um, just started investing a few months ago. Um, Mommy, how long ago did I start investing? Long and short of it. Hold on, Andrew. I think Mommy has to answer her first. <laughs> um, my name is Gabrielle. I'm 10 years old and I've been um, investing for about a year now. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. At this point, Andrew Food get eat. Go, go through, Gabrielle. Sorry, Andrew. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So even though you said um all of the sectors of the market will bounce back, which sector of the market do you think will take lo- the longest to bounce back? Jesus, unless a child shall lead us all. Mm-hmm. Where were you at the start of this episode, Miss? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I was uh, here doing all of it. Oh, that's good. I'm so sorry for having you up this late. Let me answer very quickly. Um, I think tourism is going to take the longest to to uh, you know. 
That's such a good question. No, no, no. It might not be tourism. I want to give you a good answer. I think tourism has the capacity to surprise us. I think we are not, I think we might be discounting how long people are locked inside for in terms of what it means to them. So not in terms of the time being too long, right? But in terms of mentally, it is too much and people feel cooped up. And I think there might be, you know, it's almost like your mother locked you in the house for three hours. So when you go outside, it's like you go crazy. I think there might be a heavy bit of heavy travel. I think we might discount that. So there might actually be a spring. Like this thing lasts two, three months and I might be optimistic there. I think, I think tourism might surprise us. But if tourism surprises us, I'm not sure what else can hurt us, right? Okay. Yeah, but if that don't work, you can just say tourism. You're welcome, and thank you for listening. No problem. The mouth of babes. Oh, wow. 10 years old, damn. Right? Keep investing, youngster. Yes, please, keep investing. Uh, one All second. Right. Sorry, yes, this is Andrew again? Yeah, man. Yo. The, All right, so the, the, my, my question big shoes was, to fill, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> after that, right? Because I, I didn't even feel like I answered that question properly. That's such a good yes, question. Yeah, it was, it was. Like I'm going to think yeah. about it for the rest of the night. It's a, it's a really good question, though. Because you, as you're right, well, let's say you have to think about, you know, getting released from prison and running up and down. No, I, I'd, um, have to get, I'd have to think about that. I don't know what you heard. That's <laughs> <laughs> a question that I draw, so. All right, so I always hear you talk about the P.E. ratio. Um, are there other, any other ratios you use? I barely ever hear you talk about, like, price to book and why um, you don't use them or talk about them. Because, because of how it is that to analyze companies. Um, I, I look on companies, I, I look on each company as its own thing, every single one of them. Um, and I don't go, this is like that. Select M is like select F. I don't do that. Every single one of them, I look at every single report that comes out. I look at every bit of news that I can see about it. And sometimes I don't for a long time. And whenever I have to catch up, when I have to get myself refreshed, I literally go back and check the last few reports. If it's like, if the last one I saw was three quarters ago, I go and check the fourth one and maybe check the year before. And I catch myself up to see what's happening with the company. You know, um, the why, why I said that, I, sorry, ask the last part of your question again, Andrew. All right, why is it that you use PE over oh, PB? PE over PB, okay, yeah. So how I look at those companies is, it, may, it means that I have to know what each company actually does, how it functions. I have to have a little mental model in my mind. I have a little mental model of how Fontana works, of how Trans-Jamaica works, of how Jamaica Tees work, of how Lumber works, of how Key works, blah, blah, blah. You get me? Um, and the majority of the companies on the market are geared around making profit and making intense profit if they can, Right? Mm -hmm. To me, the P.E. ratio, as I understand the P.E. ratio, it is a measure of, well, in plain terms, it is a measure of the current price per share to the earnings per share, right? In other words, it's how much am I willing to pay to get X amount of earnings right now, assuming that I was getting those earnings directly, right? 
And then I'm going to mix in another concept here. Now, you know how they say that investing is that science and an art? You've never heard this before? Yes, I have. All right, yeah. So the, the, the science part, if we call the science part the ratio, PE, the art part now is what I do with the PE, right? Now, everybody who pays attention to PE ratios is a human being the last time I checked. And those people have a certain set of ways in which they buy. Meaning, oftentimes, when a company has a high PE, the market reacts a certain way to it. But it's not just the high PE. Because I found that whenever you look to see what these companies are doing, the ones that have high PEs, there's generally something else behind it, right? And I look at what those things are. Uh, give me an example of a high PE company generally. Anyone? Um, yeah. I don't know any out of my head right now. Okay. GSC, Lab. King's Colors. 138. 138 has a high PE? Not one one three eight doesn't have a IP. I think somebody just swam it up, but one three eight more. Kingston Wharves. Yeah. <laughs> Kingston Wharf, yeah. Kingston Wharves has a high Wharf. PE, no? Or, or it, it normalized. Uh, PE of twenty-four times. Trans Jamaica is one. But yeah, that's that's a good example in terms of something to talk about. But yeah, um Kingston Wharves. Twenty-three. So you said that's a high PE. Um twenty-four, sorry, twenty-four times as a high PE. I found that whenever companies have high PEs, the market reacts to them in a certain way. And when you look behind that, second order thing, when you look behind that to see what exactly it is that is leading, that, that is going on with these companies that have high PEs, you hear people, um, you, you realize certain things are happening. Oftentimes it's like junior market companies that just come, people really excited about it. And the share price was right and the demand was right and boom, 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 it fly, right? And all of a sudden it, it, is, it has a high PE, which means that you know, people are paying a lot more for less earnings. However, you often realize that a lot of these companies have high earnings potentials, meaning you can't really use the previous PE and judge them because these guys are making huge P increases in profits every quarter, every year, right? So like Lab, Lab, Lab doubled, it, 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 it beat its best year ever last year. <clears throat> and in the first quarter results we just saw, again, like half of last year's numbers in one quarter, more than half of last year's numbers in one quarter. The quarter before that, we saw it beating the quarter, same period of the year before that, way ahead. So it's a company that is growing, which is why you might be okay with high PEs. So why do I pay attention to PEs? Because on the Jamaican stock market, we have been, over the decades, I've been watching it, predictable with this. Over a large scale, exceedingly predictable. Love it, hate it, call it all kind of things, quote Buffett till you're blue. As long as a company make heavy profit consistently, its share price will fly. It is now for the first time that you've seen it, it drop. Things like a NCB falling, but then again, we, we've, never, we've never seen the situations that we're seeing now, right? No, having said all that, I still pay attention to PE more because the market pays attention to PE more. If the market were to actually start paying attention to PB, guess what I would start watching? There we go. And if they start watching the color outside on a rainy day, guess what I would start watching? Yeah. Color outside on a rainy day. Yeah. I look at a whole heap of things, you know. 
I remember the first time I had to go to DCF just because I, if, if these guys know it, I need to know what the hell it is. And this is years ago and I hated it. And I bumped up against it time and time and time again over the years and I had to learn it. When I got to the core of that thing, and I'm near a lot of things in the core of that thing, but when you understand the core of it, that it's just, uh, I think it was the guy that asked a question two questions ago. It is a codified way of getting a more complex answer that your mind is able to get you. Which is a very fancy way of saying that at the end of the day, somebody picks a number and it works based on that number. And you can edit what you get at the end by just adjusting a couple of numbers manually. And there's nothing in the process that stops that you're supposed to actually. Um, saying all of that to say you use the thing that is most applicable to the market that you're in and the security that you're reviewing, right? So if somebody's a profit chaser, I, I measure them, I measure them using um, profit, their, their ability to chase profit. Um, if somebody is a long-term dividend payer, and they tell you upfront that they want to be a long-term dividend payer. We plan to be around for a very long time. We still want to get profitable and we'll be profitable. But we're going to make a low, slow profit for a very long time. And for that, what we need is good debt, stable economy, great base, and high cash. Then I judge them based on their, based on their ability to have a good base, steady economy, great base, and high cash. Um, a, a good example, a great example is QWI, who I still personally look at from a PE basis, but the entire market watches for um, QWI from a, 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 um, a book value basis. And so I watch it also from a book value basis because that's what the market pays attention to. I pay attention to what the market pays attention to. Um, and so I pay attention to PE because the market moves predictably with PEs. You don't believe me? Check your calendar for two years from now and check NCB's share price. Okay. Check JMB's share price in six months. Yeah, so the market has to personally not like you or have something else happening for them to ignore straight profit. But you make straight heavy profit hitting that bottom line quarter after quarter, year after year, with high cash on the books, oh God, them love you. And then you pay a dividend on top of that, oh God, them love you. They'll, they'll go to bed for you. Trust me. Well, don't trust me. Trust Uncle Michael Lee Chin. All right, respect. No problem. Um, I'm going to take, I don't want to, uh, O. Johnson. Hello. Oh, no, 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 it's okay. Don't, don't wake up, Gabriel, again. Gabriel, Go, go to her bed, Hello? please. No, it's okay, Gabriel. Sorry, I never meant to call you. I didn't realize it was still yours. No problem. Have a good night. You too. All right, bye-bye. Somebody else was saying something? Hey, Randy, what's up? Hello, Di Diane. Diane? Yeah. Wh which is it? Uh, it's... <laughs> Well, if you're going to be correct in terms of origin, it will be Diane from um, from a from a accuracy perspective. But as you know, 
in our country, nobody ever gets their name pronounced right. So I've grown up and um, had everybody say Dan. So it doesn't really matter. I answer to, to both. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. So I'll, I'll, say, okay. I'll say Diane. What's up, Diane? What's your right. question? Well, um, one a question and two an observation. Um, in 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 some of my discussions with with and 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 watching certain things on the market, I I and this is not really this is not related to just the COVID nineteen era, just generally speaking. Um, and I think I'd asked you this sometime in the past too. I've never really heard any of your hosts or guests, sorry, in your um, 31 episodes mention VMIL. Um, and it kind of strikes me as very particular because it, it's, it's a unique stock in the market, one and two. It's, it's, um, it, I like it a lot because I like the company and, and, um, and the stock in terms of the, the, the stability of the stock since it has IPO. But I've never really heard anybody say anything. And the only person who has really said anything to me about it is in a conversation with um, a key person at Sajikor. They said, the comment was this, um, I wish you could buy the whole company instead of just buying the stock in pieces. And you know that was the first time I was actually hearing somebody say they actually share some sentiment as to the possibility of this being a great stock over the next three to five years. Um, but during your shows, I've, I've listened to hear more about it and to hear people comment on it and to see if it was just a view that I alone have. But, you know, um, I've never heard anything. So I'd love to get your take on that one. And number two, mm. the... God damn. Number... <laughs> Yes, three o'clock in my lord. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But it's it's I I, I go through. Let me hear it. Let me that, hear it. That, yeah. The, the 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 other thing is um there are two there are two stocks. One one that sank very low at least I think in terms of price fall off was one of the greatest price fall offs in the market in the last couple of weeks was at Indus Pharma, and um Indus then. Rebounded to close the week at two dollars forty-five or two forty-three. I'm not sure exactly where, but somewhere in the two forties, I think. Um, coming back from a place of one dollar twenty-five, you know, and um, it's a company that has no debt, basically, virtually debt-free, virtually very profitable. I know they're small, and the number of shares on the market is only about ten percent of the company, but. Um, you know, I, I, for the first time, noticed that a lot of persons were chasing Indies in the last couple of days. And I'm not sure if it's because of the news surrounding their purchase of the land to build the business park. But if you really follow Indies, they have been, always been very, very stable. They're run by a husband and wife team. And there are people that I know personally, but outside of that, that in terms of leadership, which is one of the things I always look at in a company, um, if I have confidence in who runs the company, then it makes me even more confident than just the average um, feeling or calculation or ratio or whatever. I believe in people. And for this company particularly, I, I, knowing the persons behind it and how 
how serious they are about their business. I'm a little surprised that it has lagged on the market for such a long time without any real energy behind it, meaning you don't see a lot of trades of the stock. Even though it may have a great price, $3, $2.90, $2.80 on, on an average day, the, the volumes are very, very low. Um, I'd love to, that and jam teas as well. So I'd love to hear why some companies that are really good in your opinion, um, as I said, for example, Indies with known debt as a, as a great example, why persons are so afraid of trading those. Is it because they are not um, quote unquote sexy, if you want to use that kind of a word um, in appearance or is it something else? I think I stopped there for now. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I, I think you just wanted to tell us about three companies that you really like. <laughs> I mean, they, they sound some, cool. Someone has the question, bro, because I don't know what you're asking. No, this question was at the end, which is why nobody don't really talk about those companies. Um, <laughs> Yo, there's so many things there, Dan. I think I can just call this one a night. I'll answer the, the, the epistle. I'll call it a night. First of all, what makes VM a unique company? This is me asking you. What, what, what You said VM was unique. Why is it unique? Diane? Or did he fall asleep? Oh, well. No, I think he said his headphones died, something like that. His headphones. Just okay. headphones just died, as you said. I don't know what to say. Okay. Well, I, I need you to answer the question, Diane. I was asking you if, um, I was asking you what makes them a unique company. Just give me one second. I'm gonna. I'm turning on another set of headphones. Oh, I thought he was gonna say like you turn on your computer. <laughs> that would have scared me. Yeah, man, man, Vex, yeah, man, I'm back. Sorry about that a while ago. Yeah, Dan. I just want to know what, what what makes you. You said it's a it's a um. You said it's uh you said it's a a company a, a unique company. What makes it unique? Which one? VMBS. VMIL, sorry. Oh well let, let me okay. From in, in two paragraphs or less. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> first paragraph is that um most people misunderstand the stock. No man, I don't. I don't misunderstand the stock. I want you to don't yeah. tell me what no, we no, don't. No, no, you, you asked me. You asked me why I say it's unique, and I said it's it's misunderstood by the average person okay. on the road. Meaning, when people think VMIL, they're thinking VMBS. Mm -hmm. And normally, when you mention that to somebody, you know, it's a lot. I I know persons personally who have bought the stock thinking they're buying a and um, 
not realizing it's a investment vehicle that BM owns. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the first thing that though I say it's unique. It's almost like it's 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 almost like a, a people view it like a Scotia Bank or a NCB or a Sajikor as a financial entity, but not as a, a portfolio. Right. Not as a portfolio like an MJE or a QWI or um let me, something. Let me help you with mostly with all of your questions, all of your problems. Why, mm. what, what moves stock prices? Why do stock prices move? People feelings. Mostly. It's, there we go. It's, I like that. That's linked to it. I like that one. That's a better answer than fundamentals. So you know that is people's feelings. But why do you think? Have you listened to all our episodes? Maybe, if not all, 99%. I may have fallen asleep once or twice because I started listening very late, but um, usually I listen to everything as I, as I have done for tonight. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. We've spoken about VM. We may have edited some out. I mean, but you said that VM hasn't moved. Hasn't VM's share price skyrocketed? Uh, well, it was what has happened now. What's happening now? Yeah. I mean, it's a yes or no question. Last year, January 1 versus the price now, including any splits, etc. etc. Well, it been... went up to $13.50 because there was an aggressive pursue on the market from, from $9. There was a what? There was a, there was a lot of trading of the stuff. No, and I want you to say that exact term again. Which one? About the, 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 the aggressive move, the aggressive purchasing? Oh, that's what you said. Okay, I thought you said something about the queue. Oh, no, no, no. I was saying last year it trended up to about 1350. Or mm-hmm. actually, this year in January, it trended up to 1350 coming from $9. But when you look at a graph of EMI, it IPOs and then it goes up almost vertically, then levels out for a long time again, then goes up, levels out again. And when it went up this time, in January, it's the first time it's actually going up rapidly and not leveling out, but then trending back downwards. And that was that was part of, I think, um, the time that Sajikor was making some additional buys in the market of VM. I guess with that, that plus with the heavy profits coming and the uh, the plans for Carryland and so forth, um, made made that little window. Uh-huh. So to me, like you're listing all the things that you like it to sound good, but it's not about listing the things. It's about no, man, it's 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 it, it's you see, it sounds good for me, but I don't know why for others it's not something they talk about or they look at it as a normal portfolio. It's fifty percent this or thirty percent that. It's almost like a, a opportunity stock, meaning buy and sell, a quick trade thing, but not a long play for. Some other persons who are not IPO purchasers. Persons who have it from IPO still keep it because it's part of your portfolio. But if you ask them about have you bought any more since IPO, you're likely to get a no on that answer. Have you bought any since IPO? I didn't buy IPO, I bought after IPO. Okay. I bought up to last month. Okay. So let me get this straight. This stock, this stock, when it IPO, remind me. Uh, about two 20, years. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, somewhere around 2017. It might have been before. Mm. Yeah. It moved from an average of four dollars <laughs> odd, three dollars odd, four dollars odd. One cycle straight up to eight dollars. 
Yeah, and it jumped all the way up to eight dollars. It gave so it gave everybody, it gave those people a hundred percent. Boom. Yeah. It trended all the way, as you said, in January of this year, all the way up to eleven eighty-six. January twentieth, right? And it looked like it was finding a new normal somewhere around. No, man, it went, up, it went up to thirteen dollars as well, man. Yeah, that's intraday, but I'm talking about yeah. this closing. So, okay, okay. So nine or ten dollars after it was finding a level, and it's mm -hmm. on the level at around February twenty fourth, mm -hmm. where something happened. Well, yeah. A dividend payment was made. Yes. So I guess X date pass. So there's a usual dividend drop-off. So these people would have gotten a dividend payment for start that was jump out. Cool. But where did they jump out at? Six ninety-five. A year ago it was at three odd or four odd. It's at mm. six ninety-five now. And it's so good that you think that you like it very much. Mm. And obviously it's trading. It's one of the heavily traded. Look at the trading, look at the volume on it. It trades all the time. I, I'm not going to. I'm not here to to preach a stock about whether or not it's good enough. It's yeah. obvious that it's good because the share price has performed. I mean, if you want the stock go up more, my lord, buy more, buy it at higher prices. You're one of those people who think that my voice carries weight in the market and I can move the share prices. So let me get him to talk. No, 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 no. You give me 20 minutes of why the other stocks are good. Like you got through all of them. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Nobody's buying stocks right now in the market that aren't um, either obvious wins yeah, or- but You know what I, what, what I think, what, all right. Um, it's, not, it's not that I want price to go up because I want to keep buying it at the price it is at now at least for another three months or so. So why you come on the show and ask about it then? <laughs> and you said, we, uh -huh. you, said you, you said even we never said nothing about it. <laughs> okay, enough said on that one then. No, I'm not hinting at a bank or anything. I, I, I don't, thankfully, I don't have to worry about that for the move. But I'm just saying, if you think it's good, Bertrand, and you truly believe it's good, buy it. Skin in the game. Yeah, yeah, it's just, I, I don't, you know what? Um, I'm kind of like a gut feeling kind of a person. And no, you're not, because listen to all the things that you just told me. Yeah, but there, there are things that form the gut feeling. They have to. Yeah. You never hear what I told Chris from you earlier. Is so this thing yeah. going on? Is it start with a feeling and then we solidify it? You're uh, not doing anything wrong. So you, you, your complaint, to, here's what your complaint sounds like to me at, at, at 3 a.m. Yo, this stuff looks like it's primed to go up, you know. I, I don't understand. This stuff looks like it's primed to go up. You know the next thing you're going to say to me? Yo, the stock went up. And you've seen it do it twice. It obviously spikes on news and you've named like three things that they've done that is going to pay out in a little while. As long as it pay out after we're kind of over or we're just used to the, the coronavirus thing, the money have to go somewhere. Well, true. Um, true. I, I hear you. Yeah. And your, your complaint yeah. literally to me is, yo, Randy, I'm sorry, I'm ahead of the curve. I'm, I'm sorry. You always, you, always, <laughs> you always tell you, you're doing the right was, thing. Look, uh, yeah, thanks. But I wasn't looking at it from that angle. You know? I was, I, I, like there's a part of me that has a concern that persons don't, well, maybe I'm too concerned about what persons are thinking. So maybe I need to filter that part out. Probably that is it. The but local because, market is slow. Get used to that. Slow, yeah. take long. 
take long to react to things. People have to hear them, friend tell them, friend them, sure, you sure. Money man here, all right, my permit, my call is, I can call this broke on Friday. Forget it Friday, Monday morning, forget next week, if I get the market is slow, it take a long time before you see the effect of things. Uh-huh. NCB, uh-huh. NCB announced Guardian and people like me sit down and wait must two years for the price to move any amount. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I, look where I it is mean. now. Now we're quarreling about whether or not it's worth it at 150. Because it dropped to 150. There was a time where 150 was the goal from 160 and 160. When I was going from 60 and 70 dollars. So you, know, you, you, can't, you can't allow the fact that you are seeing the effect of the market to be something you complain about. I used to do the same thing and I still complain in some things, but other times I just profit from it. Yeah, the market moves slowly. Everybody will love VML in six months, eight months. And then it will jump again to $20 and you'll be like, oh God. Mm-hmm. JMB is below um, its APO price right now. Yeah. What is there to say to that? And JMB is bigger than it has ever been in its entire life. And it's about to get its biggest one-time payment in Canadian dollars or US dollars, I think sent directly into their country right now in the middle of this coronavirus where people need cash on hand and is about to get that and the price is below its APO price. What you want me to say about that other than, other than every day a little bit must get bought. Have you checked those numbers? There have been millions in JMB shares um, traded on the market over the last, since I, December I, I watch, 12th. I watch every single day. I, I review every report every day so I kind of and the financials are, are stocks that I look at. Even if I'm not buying them, I just look at yeah, them. There we go. That's exactly. I, know, I know it. I have the same bug. That's why I'm up at this yeah. time of morning talking to you guys instead of going to my bed, which I'm going to do soon. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Before I go, do, tell, ring the bell on, 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 the, on the comment. On ring the, the bell. Watch that these on, days. On, on, on. <laughs> and in, terms of, in terms of companies that do well, but they're... they're I know somebody in the notes said I'm answering my own question, I guess, in reference to the amount of shares available. But I mean, you know, there, there are a few companies that when you look at them, generally they, they appear very stable and what they're invested in, what they're doing is, is profitable and stable, but they still don't see, and the share price is not Which company? Scary, just tell me the company. I'm tired. Just tell me um, the company. I watch the whole market. As I said, look at, look at Indies. I have a, I have a, I have a, de- what's in this profit like? Okay, well, they had some balance sheet write offs this year, so I think they were there we there we the money this year, yeah. but still profit. And, and their PE one. ratio is not that great. That too. Yeah, so that, that, that's the reality of it. As planned in terms of works that they're putting this in. This market, Brett, it's not me met the market. Huh? <laughs> I just see it and I know it well, but it's not me met the market. The market don't work that way, even though they, they talk that way. But as you are seeing, they're not going out and buying it. Yeah, in this, but, but of course, they could come with something big in a rush and boom. You know, suppose in this is the one selling masks. Well, they, if you, if you read their reports last year and this year, they realized that they are actually opening a, a PPE and a medical supplies division. So well, I'm aware, can... I'm aware, but not now. When did they say? This is from in last year. There are plans yeah, for this what, from yeah. last year. When when was it to open? In twenty twenty. 
yeah, but 2020 is a long year, my G. We, we, we're in the first year of 2020 right now. And April just start. Right, first quarter, right? But um, that's what I'm saying. You're not seeing, you're not seeing. No, a surge no, no. You're not, and like... you're not hearing what I just asked you. When, mm-hmm. when did they say they're going to start doing that? They're they're starting their new sales channels in 2020. They, I don't have a month. You need to find a month. Welcome to yeah. welcome to the edge. You actually know how I hear you talking a lot about the things that I know that you have to look for. Actually, follow up on them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, when 2020 long, you need to know exactly when they do it. Suppose it was January. Suppose they got their first shipment in January. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine they got the biggest first shipment to start off the factory right before coronavirus? That 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 is true. I that don't know if the, I don't. It would be great, but yeah. maybe it didn't happen, right? Right. How right. do you, you think the AMG people feel seeing the seeing people in Price Smart piling up tissue, knowing that them just locked them tissue uh, factory? Very good, but you see, going back to Indies again, their the NHF contract was not announced on their books last year. It will be on their books this year. So uh-huh. again, the so, delay that would have affected last year's profits. It doesn't mean that you don't buy the stock. You know what I mean? And again, like, I'm coming. saying to you, the you sound you sound to me like somebody who is complaining about realizing that they have found a gem early. You're you're complaining to me about the things that I talk to Danai about. You get me? You're you're complaining to me that you yeah, have yeah. that you have made money early. That you have oh, this thing is going to be great. They're, they're on, you're literally complaining that they are, the market is undervaluing stocks. Yes, just put your money against it. If you truly believe it. No, man, that's what I do. That's yeah. what I do. I and has it been working? Money. Yeah, so far I'm good. What's, what's I'm good? Give me a percentage. Uh, which one? Your portfolio. Oh, overall, no. Um, down maybe about 15. Go down. Down, down how much? 50%? No, 15, 15, 15. One, one, five percent? Yeah, yeah, this man. is over what time? Um, well, I have, well, portfolio, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me put a disclaimer out there. I've been, I've been buying for eight years, so mm-hmm. it's hard to say, but okay. I, I started a new portfolio August 13th last year. Okay. And um, that is that is a more what would I call a more dynamic trading portfolio, and that's slightly by fifteen percent. I'm not really selling anything. I'm just buying, 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 and I don't watch daily prices on some of the stocks that I'm buying. I just buy them for whatever it's being sold at because I have a long play on those. But overall, I would say I am up um, over eight years, maybe about four hundred percent. Yeah, um, started out doing a lot of Scotia Bank, bought Scotia at $20.72 or $20.70 or somewhere around there as my first purchase um, eight years ago. I just kept going in, kept going in that, going in that kind of like a steady dividends chain. But um, since last year, I decided to kind of get a little bit more aggressive. I'm getting older, so I have increased income and um, less time left on this earth and i'd like to to kind of be a little bit more aggressive so i'm taking risks now when probably our financial advisor would tell me to take that risk you know, know. 10 years ago or so so basically I know. you sold you sold like me to me you sold like me a couple of years ago to me 
Yeah, so you're complaining about like why aren't they seeing this? It's so obvious, right? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I'm not complaining. I just, it's just curious that. No, you are. It's weird. It's weird. Not really. Um, picking up where the games are. It's weird, right? Yeah. Like uh, last week, I told someone <laughs> to buy, buy um, mail pack at 164. And you know, stop telling people what to buy. Let, let me let me <laughs> yeah, let me let me give you a tip that I should have learned earlier. Don't bother telling people. Yeah. Because they're yeah. not going to know when or why or how, and they're not going to remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say, yeah, the hundred and ten grand to, to, to flip, and I say, oh, buy if you want some picks here. And Jeez, you God. Why oh, and, God. That's a hard yeah. lesson to learn, Boy, my friend. Don't do that. Don't do no, that. Don't that do that. Not gonna work. And I, say, I sent him a note yes Friday and say, hey, check the price on mail pack because mail pack was up like a dollar ninety. Jesus Christ. Please, Stop. Please, don't do this. Alone, you could have made that, you know. But it's like go for them, but don't, don't don't do that though. I can tell you, don't do that. Don't do it. it it's going to yeah. end badly for you, because you are because you're watching it so hard and you are able to pay attention more, and you you have you, you're you're developing an innate feeling feel of the market, so you can tell very quickly what will happen and when. Yeah, you yeah, are naturally yeah. going to start adjusting for things, jumping in or jumping out of something very quickly. And you are not going yeah. to remember to go and tell your brethren, say, yo, the thing I was talking about last week, I jump out yeah. of it already. Yeah. Are you jumping something for 30% and him jumping with you and it went up 60% and you're like, damn. And you jump out. But him, you know what him say? No, this has gone up 60%. I love it. Suppose it can go up 60 more. Yeah, well, it goes back to the, the, the principal rule, you know, it's three, it's three steps, set no. a time, set a target, and then step no. three is to repeat it's one and two. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you a hundred percent, but I, I'm telling you the tell you bedroom thing is a, is a headache waiting to happen. Trust me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. I agree. I always put a disclaimer that I'm not. How do you know what is going to move though? I mean, I see the question people ask me all the time. I, um, at the end of the day, you can't truly know. I know that, but how do you know? How do you know? What's your method? Uh, I read a lot. No, no. As in, um, what's your actual method? The, what's your actual method? Yeah, yeah, and I'm telling you. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry, start, sorry, sorry. I start by reading. So, no, no, I get you, I get for, you, example, you. for example, if a company, I don't watch the ratios first at all. Oh, I understand. Sorry, no, you can I, stop. You can stop. You can stop. Yeah. You can stop. You can stop. I get you. I know. I know exactly what you. Yeah. Do. You do the right thing. You look at what they do for money. Yeah, and I look at who runs the company. There we go. You can do exactly what I do. Jesus Christ, thank you. I am really happy that I. I thank you, Diane eight seven six. Yeah. Good God. You're good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there's there's more of us out there. Take a little more time, you know, but no, I, I, I'm well aware of how much time it takes, Diane. What? So you found a kindred spirit. <laughs> what a kindred spirit. I found somebody who sounds like the kind of I do. I don't find that a lot. I only found one that I anyway that Diane. Oh that, that well Dad, what is that the Indian thing? No problem. Uh, <laughs> it was nice meeting you guys. Thank you for staying good, for this whole thing. With 38 people stuck it out until this time of morning. Good God. Thank you guys. I really hope the episode is good. You'll hear it when it comes out. And thank you for participating. I'm going to end this now.
Whatever you do right now, don't you stop. Ernest,